0: Hi, folks. This is Cameron Riley, and uh, with me is Ray Harris, my co-host on The Caesar Show. Hey, Ray. Hey, Cam. How's it going? It's going good. So uh, good. this is a little bit of an ad, folks. Uh, we're a a, th- Coming up is the first episode of our brand new series, The Life mm-hmm. of Alexander the Great. We are very excited I'm about done. it, mm-hmm. yes. and we are so excited about it, we wanted to throw it out into... The feeds of some of the other shows that we've got we apologize if you're already on the uh, Alexander show you've already got this yes, but terribly uh, sorry. for everyone else who mm-hmm. hasn't heard this first episode we think you should hear it because it's awesome and awesome. Uh, we're very excited about it
1: yes please enjoy and gentlemen, <laughs>
0: boys and girls, or I should say, Yassas, which is hello in Greek, I believe. Yassas, I like that. late to the first episode of
1: the brand new Ooh. Ray and Cam series.
0: People, people who are just listening to this for the first time who've never heard <laughs> our up? stuff before are going, What is
1: going on, man? <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> and they're wondering if Greeks really talk like that. Yeah. Yes. That's yes, right. <laughs> Welcome to the life of Alexander the
2: Great.
1: This is awesome. I am so excited about this. Um, n- in a lot of ways, new territory for me. It's a journey, like you were saying in uh, in the commercial. But I am just so looking forward to this. This is going to be awesome.
0: Now, if uh, for people tuning in for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, my name is Cameron Riley. I live mm-hmm. in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, I am. I've been podcasting since two thousand and four. So, depending on when you're listening to this, do the math. Right. Um, and, and I've done a number of history podcast series before, did a big long series on Napoleon the Bonaparte with my okay. friend J. David Markham. Ray and I are, are about a year into a, a series on Julius Caesar, mm-hmm. and uh, we're following this up with Alexander the Great. Ray, yes. give, give a quick bio intro on yourself for people who don't know us sure. yet those sorry
1: sons of bitches well they do now uh hi i'm ray harris Uh, i uh, am the creator and the host of the history of world war ii podcast been doing this since july 2010 and cam and i like I said, has been doing this for about a year and we're just having a lot of fun covering all the different a lot of different aspects of history and trying to make you laugh along the way and if we can do that then we're happy Listen, learn, laugh your your ass ass off. That's our (laughs) motto on these shows, ladies and gentlemen. TM trademark. You know,
0: there's probably some people who came to this. They saw it in iTunes. Went, oh, okay, Alexander the Great. Yeah. um, You know, I'm, I'm I'm a history nerd. Right. And they're like, oh my God, history shows are supposed to be serious and boring. Yes not us kids we're the other kind of history show we're going to teach you a lot of serious stuff this is not a Right. right it's not an unserious is that the right word unserious show good enough for me yeah, we're, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna take you. This is gonna go for a couple of years. Yeah, it's gonna be fifty to hundred episodes. Each will be an hour to two hours to maybe three hours long, depending <laughs> on what's going <laughs> I on, be based on our past. Right. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna try and do a weekly episode. We're gonna have academics and scholars come on to talk to us mm-hmm. alongside of us just rambling, right. telling right. you the story. But this you gotta laugh. Yeah. Yes. Cannot be too serious. Too short. And you've got to laugh while you learn because otherwise you'll fall asleep. So yeah. uh, the other thing that you need to know if you don't already mm-hmm. is that whilst you're listening to this first episode and it's free and it's on iTunes, this is a premium series. So when you get to the end of this episode, we'll have instructions about how you right. register. You pay us a few bucks a month. You yeah. get to hear the other four episodes a month works out to about a buck, buck 25 an episode. If you don't think it's worth it, that's fine. Oh, good like luck, God bless. Yeah, Go on your way. Yeah, take, Dionysus bless. Right, got to get used to saying do um, the cross um,
1: right now. Exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, but the people that know us and love us and have listened to other series know that that's a damn good deal. In fact. Yes. We announced this show only a few days ago that we we're going to start doing it. We've already had uh, well over 100 people subscribe. Wow. We haven't even put out a show. They've already wow. subscribed. So A lot of them have paid people for a fee. year in advance. Exactly. they paid the annual fee. Exactly. They've gone... Because they know this is yeah. going to be good fun. And, yeah. and so that's that. Right. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the preamble. Yeah. Alexander the Great. So we yeah. did... I did Napoleon with David Markham. <laughs> we're doing Julius Caesar. We started thinking a couple of months ago... Who should we do next? We had a lot of ideas. We talked about Augustus. We talked about uh, Genghis Khan. We talked about Charlemagne. I suggested Fidel Castro. uh, The
1: history of Christianity. We decided on Alexander. Why, Ray? I mean, when it comes to the the, the men who are the people who have influenced the world, the history of the world, as we know it, if he's not in the top... I don't know who is. I really don't know who is. He is just and it's a damn good story. It's just a damn good story.
0: And I think of I think of Napoleon Caesar and Alexander. Yeah. Probably in the reverse order though. They're the three great Yeah. Uh, I mean this is arguable. I mean there've been a lot of great commanders, military commanders and, yeah. and visionaries in their time but there's something about these three guys that stands above the rest, not only in terms of their military genius, mm-hmm. but in terms of the vision for uh, Empire that they yeah. had, what they were trying to accomplish. They're very divisive characters. They're admired. They're also loathed. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess that's part of what makes it fun for me is we get into this and try and figure out well, what were they trying to accomplish? Yeah. What evidence do we have to support that? Are they a hero? Are they a villain? Right. Where's the mythology? What's what can we yeah. support with 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 evidence? Uh, uh, and get into it and find it because people are very real, uh, rarely one or the other. Exactly. People yeah, are not, very rarely yeah. good or bad. Like exactly. take me for instance. <laughs> oh, here we go.
1: Here we a go. A lot of
0: people hate me. Uh, The most hated man in podcasting, I like to call myself, but I'm a good guy. Yeah. To to some, some people love me, some people hate me. Take you, everyone loves you except the snakes in Virginia.
1: Exactly,
0: because you're the nice guy. That's right. Yay. So it's it's, but you know, people are rarely, particularly these huge personalities and huge egos that we're we're talking about. So. Yeah, the the empire builders, the triumvirate of empire builders: Napoleon, Caesar, and oh. now Alexander.
1: I thought we were still talking about you, but that's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> I don't quite rate myself as high as these guys. A little give, bit above Charlemagne, a little bit below Alexander. And yeah.
1: if you think about it, the other part of your uh, to answer the other part of your question, I mean, the this is this is the guy that Caesar and Napoleon looked up to. I mean, yeah. wow, you know, it's, it's just amazing. So
0: first part of the show with this oh okay so with this episode guys what we're going to do is kind of give a little bit of background to uh ancient greece ancient macedonia you know the sort of the what led to alexander coming to power so well, that's what right. we're going to try and accomplish in the next hour just give you a bit of a, a, a an easy entry point yeah. we're going to lube up the entry hole here <clears throat> no, to make no. it Hey, we're doing a Greek style, baby. Doing a Greek style,
1: and uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna. This show is Ryan, to give up exactly.
0: Ryan, what? Ryan, Cam, hit it Greek style, the, man. Oh,
1: wow. Lube that up. Okay. We're gonna lube it up. Yeah, hopefully, if we do this right, um, and if you haven't stopped listening by now, th- this first show is to give all the other um, following shows context. You know why why study um. Uh, Alexander wh- you know why is he worthy of his own series and that kind of stuff. So um that's what we're going to try to answer tonight. But Cam just to just to put your mind at ease and for everyone else who's listening, I know this sh- this series is going to be awesome because like when Alexander got to um Asia and he ran around the temple naked twice to uh, to appease the gods or to whatever, I did the same thing here. I mm-hmm. ran around naked around my house twice. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, We have we have drone footage of that.
1: <laughs> I know, you quit following me. Anyway, there were a lot of uh, bushes in the backyard, and so what was supposed to be a gesture to appease the gods turned out to be a blood sacrifice. So um, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> over that now. It was almost my second circumcision of my life. But anyway, I'm doing better now.
0: I also hear that your neighbors had to po- poke <laughs> out their own eyes afterwards because um, they could not unsee that.
1: I'm not as young as I used to be. Let's, That's, let's just leave it at that.
0: That photo you put up on our Facebook page... By the way, if you're listening to this and, and you do like it, get on uh, Life of uh, Alexander on Facebook. Uh, yes. Just jump on Facebook, look for Life of Alexander, You your us. Um, uh, you put up a photo which you claim to be of Alexander's father, Philip, with one right. eye missing, but right. I believe that was an artist's representation of your neighbours right. poking their own eyes out after they saw you run naked. So, yeah. why are we doing Alexander? Because he's fucking great, that's yes. why. He is the great. But... Did you know uh, where the first uh, attested use of the great is? Right? No.
1: No. It's before Alexander?
0: Well, here's the thing. So, yeah. yes, the, the 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 title the great apparently mm-hmm. was something that the Persians started applying before Alexander to their kings. It was gotcha. it meant the great king. Okay. The king of the king of kings, the great king, right? So guys like Darius and Cyrus and Kecakies and these sorts of guys were uh, Called the Great, the Great King. Um, and, and when Alexander conquered Persia, mm-hmm. it is assumed that he was also given this title, the Great, by the Persians. But the first mention of that as a title that we have right. in the histories, and we'll get into the, the sources that we have for Alexander in a couple of minutes, is uh, only the early 2nd century BCE huh. from a, a Roman comedy, a Roman comedy by Plautus, wow, which was written about 150 years after Alexander's death. Right now, we don't. We, I mean, the the historians don't think that Plautus dreamed it up by himself. So there must have been some it's, earlier, right. you know, recognition. May have been on some coinage, um, but uh, we don't have a, any older sources than that. Certainly from Any suggestion in the histories of Alexander that he was called Alexander the Great or Alexander Homegas Mm. Homegas in uh, Greek? but uh, So there you go. That's a bit of the history on the Great. But then we know that our mate Pompey, in Caesar's time, came along and styled
1: himself the Great. Right. He just literally decided to call himself that, which, wow, yeah, just takes courage. Siri.
0: Is sitting in the background keeps Uh-oh. trying to turn herself on whenever I say stuff. Let me, <laughs> let me
1: turn Siri off. Get, Shut up, Siri. Get Siri under control. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I was going to get on this show and just say, um, let's see, Petzatiroi, because Petzatiroi is the only Greek word that I will be even close, coming close to saying correctly tonight.
0: And well, you've already you've already said it wrong, man. Damn. Uh according to according yes. to uh, our one of our listeners, Alexander Parissus, right. who I believe is uh Greek. Right. Uh he says it's pronounced Petzetteri. Oh
1: Petzetteri. Okay. Petzetteri,
0: so I... etteri, and teodoki. Those are the, are the three, three levels. levels of our sponsorship oh. when you become a member. Basic member to listen to the show, you've got to be petzetteri. With the petzetteri uh in Alexander's army were the uh, the foot companions, the foot soldiers, the basic mm-hmm. infantry. Right. Then we had the uh, Etori, which were the uh, companion cavalry. These were the big dogs that Alexander tended right. to, to roll with. And then you had the Teodoki that were the uh, basically the successors. I think Diadoki right. means exactly. these were the guys that div- divvied up Alexander's empire. after They were like the yes. generals. Some of them weren't even generals. Like right. I don't think Ptolemy was actually a general. But um, They were big shots. To, yeah. They grabbed the power after he died, but we'll All get right. to that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so I'm 0-1 when it comes to pronouncing Greek words. Thank you.
0: Yeah, well, you know, after, after the amount of shit that we copped in, in our Caesar <laughs> show early on for our pronunciation of uh, Latin words and names, I yeah. did a little bit of work on this. Good for I'm you. probably still going to screw most of it yeah. up. Yeah, but I'm going to make you look good. Yeah, well, you already have. Thank you. Well, that's why I keep you around, right? Ouch. Okay. You are my Hephaestion. I'm um, not even sure I want... Okay, what is that? Hephaestion, man. Oh, oh, oh. You know, Alexander's best buddy. Lover, maybe. That's that's <sighs> how I think of you. We're anyway, going to oh, get back We're going to get to Hephaestion. We're going to get to that later. Anyway. So, okay. Where were... he was... Uh, Where... Alexander... <laughs> Let's get back to Alexander. Yes. He is, he is quite possibly, I think, the most famous... Secular figure in mm. history. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this dude, as we've already pointed out, was famous by the time Julius Caesar and Cicero and Pompey were around in the right. first century BC. So famous that you know when uh, Caesar visited Alexandria, where Alexander's body supposedly finally ended up, right? Uh, it was it was sort of going from Babylon, where he died, to Macedon uh, to be buried in the tomb. And then uh, Ptolemy, who was uh, running Egypt, uh, said, "Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll take that. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just give that to me." But mm-hmm. eventually, it made its way to Alexandria. When Caesar was there, he he made a pilgrimage to the tomb and supposedly wow. wept right. when he realized how much Alexander had accomplished. And how little Caesar felt right. he himself had accomplished at this stage, and, and this it was, was almost after he was dictator yeah,
1: twice as almost twice <laughs> twice his age, almost yeah
0: yeah. And so, I think that's fascinating too because it, uh, one of the things that you got to understand about Alexander when you get into it is how young this yes. guy was. He was a cavalry commander for his dad at eighteen, wow. very successful cavalry commander mm-hmm. um, nonetheless. King at twenty, right? Conqueror of the Persian Empire twenty six. explored the indian frontier at 30 the punjab area of india right died before his 33rd birthday and had conquered they say two-thirds of the known world never lost a battle
1: yeah um i mean led from the front for 12 years yeah never lost a battle. he got hurt don't get me wrong there's some there's some scars on this man but never lost a battle and and obviously wasn't killed and that's amazing yeah
0: yeah, and he was a kid. I mean, I don't know what yeah. you were doing when you were twenty, Ray. But not me, not
1: a king. <laughs> not a king. What no, were you uh, doing when
0: you were twenty? Just out of even interest. I don't remember. You're, you're at university, right? Yeah. Studying history.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I was uh, working in the stock market, uh, getting drunk.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I
0: think I, I think I was sober by the time I was twenty. But I there was there. You go. I was singing, I was a lead singer in a band. Nice. Had long hair. Hell
1: yeah.
0: Uh, you know, just uh, not a care in the world, really, and, and not doing anything of any value whatsoever. This dude was a king.
1: Yeah, and he had to deal with. Um- you know contenders to his throne from day one and and we'll get into how he dealt with that later on but man this guy did not play he might have been 20 as far as his age but as far as his experience and world experience up to that time he had seen a lot of things and he knew what he needed to do to stay on top
0: that's right and and i think another reason to to do a series on alexander probably the most important reason if i had to pick one was that he had awesome hair
1: it, yes the best i mean disney could you know yeah they should have used him for all the role models for all their films but yeah this man just had had it going on
0: he had yeah you, you see the statues of him and just yeah
2: Whoa! Right.
0: <laughs> it's it's like it's this amazing beautiful head of curly that's right majestic hair well it has to um, be majestic. yeah 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 oh yeah. by the way before i forget I meant to do this right up the top, but I got carried away. Yeah. Our theme track, intro yes. theme, is called "Hero." Mm-hmm. It's 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 by um, a friend of one of our listeners who introduced us. We were saying uh, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, "Hey, we need a theme for a new series," and right. Martin introduced us to Joffrey. Now, I, I, Joffrey's Spanish. They're both from Barcelona, I think. These guys. I, I'm not going to butcher his no. name like I'm going to butcher everything else. So I'm going to let Joffrey <laughs> tell you how to pronounce his own name.
2: Jofre, Orta, Antonio.
0: Right, I just added a clip there. Good, that was exciting. Benefit. Yeah. I got him to record it for me, so I wouldn't nice. screw yeah, it up. Yeah,
1: that, that, that's respectful. Yeah, because him loneliness, the music, I mean, that's just that's just really awesome. It's such a beautiful piece of music.
0: And at the end of this show, I'm going to play the whole thing. Nice. I was going to play the whole thing at the beginning of the show, like as a, an overture. Right. Like when you see Alexander... <laughs> uh, not Alexander, when you see... Um, when you see um Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, yeah, yeah. it opens it's with a, a ten minute website. overture, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I think the full thing goes for about five minutes, That's but my listen to it. Time, but yeah. I have it as the ringtone on my phone at the nice. moment. Chrissy nice. was singing it to Fox this morning. <laughs> he loves it. It's just the most amazing piece of music, and we're 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 gonna I don't know, yeah, be in, in Joffrey's debt yes. forever. Um exactly. absolutely amazing piece yeah. of music. Thank you so much, Martin, for introducing us to Joffrey and Joffrey for get, making it available Absolute. to us um so what was i up to Oh, um, well, his hair yeah yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just and pompey the, the yep. great yep. apparently adopted alexander's hairdo oh that's right stage. that's
1: right yes <laughs> he, he had grew it out a little bit and he had the locks and the and the ladies loved it i mean I yep, think uh, yeah
0: i think you should adopt the hairdo too you right? know
1: um, you're going places that you really have no business going. Um, it's kind of hurtful. Kind of like,
0: I'm going to run a Kickstarter campaign <laughs> to get Ray a hair transplant to look like Alexander.
1: And I would let you. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that.
0: I'm sure your yeah, lovely yeah. wife Heather would too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. All uh, right. So here's the most important thing. Forget the hair for a second. Right. Whether it was deliberate or not, Alexander spread Hellenism, the, mm-hmm. the the values, the ideas, the best of Greece, ancient Greece, right. the philosophy throughout most of the known world at the time. And and his teacher, I don't know if you know this, Ray, but his, his, his tutor uh, in his late teen years right. was a little guy that you probably have never heard of called hmm. Aristotle. Aristotle don't know if you've ever heard of Aristotle, Ray. I think I've come across to, it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, it was a minor league. Uh, <laughs> like, I remember when I first read my first biography on Alexander 20 years ago or something, and I, I didn't know that. I was like, yeah, yeah. it's got to be a different Aristotle. Right, right. Like, not it can't the, be, yeah. not the Aristotle. Yeah. Yep, the yeah. motherfucking Aristotle right. was, his, was his private tutor.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, at least okay. for a couple of years. So imagine just having this man... Talk to you almost every day for a couple of years. I mean, you would be a different person by the time he was done. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, for people who don't know much about Aristotle, and I don't want to assume.
1: Right. uh, He was uh, pretty, (laughs) pretty, pretty important. He was a brainy Uh, cove.
0: Yeah, Aristotle, yep. uh, you, you know, studied under Plato for about twenty years. Right, uh, was born in Macedonia. That's how. It, that's sort right. of where it starts. Yeah, goes and studies under Plato. And if you don't know your Greek philosophers, Plato was a student of Socrates. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Socrates uh, committed suicide, uh, you know, well, he was forced by the state to commit suicide. Right. Plato sort of ran the the. the philosophy school the academy uh, one of the most influential people in history one of his students a guy called Aristotle when Plato dies uh, Philip Alexander's dad King of right. Macedon at the time says hey uh, why don't you come down here and uh, you know teach my kid Yeah. Uh, and a couple of his friends and Aristotle goes yeah alright okay. go back home go yeah. back home uh, and he's one of the he's considered Aristotle probably the one, the first Scientist, he he wrote books uh, on treat and treaties on pretty much every field of science you can think of. He, he developed concepts around logic, and everywhere that Alexander went, he took the writings and the teachings and the ideas of Aristotle yes. with him, and thereby laid the framework for pretty much everything that came later. Wow. Including, by the way, he, he spread the Greek language everywhere he went, and the cities that he he founded, which we'll talk about. So Greek language became the lingua ah. franca, as a matter of speaking, of the known world. So then when the Roman Empire came along, and then when Christianity came along a gotcha. few hundred years later, and all of their texts were written in Greek, everyone could read it because everyone spoke yeah. Greek. So he
1: he laid the foundation, whether it was delivered yeah, or not, that's amazing. Of, of a new yeah. world. Yeah. I think you're supposed to sing that last part. Oh, never mind. Anyway, so um, the whole new world. But anyway, yeah, so it's amazing that he does this and then it's able to spread. That is, that is just amazing. All right. Do you want to talk about something? Let's see. Here. Yeah. Um, in, in no particular order, some of the reasons that I came up with, you know, why we, sh- which we should study um, Alexander, like you were saying before, not only did he um, conquer and take over the largest ancient empire the world had known up to that point uh the Persian Empire, uh with all due respect to the Eastern Zhou dynasty in China. It was not nearly as large, but it, you know, had a lot of people. Uh, but this was just the largest empire there was, and it had been around since 550 BC. And within four years of battle, taking on a king who knew what he was doing, who was who was very rich, who had plenty of resources, Alexander was able to still conquer and take over. And 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 just that right there is worth studying someone. Um but it's just so amazing. In the 12 years of of the battle, you know, he went, he took, he, he already had Illyricum, uh, Illyria, sorry, which is to the northwest of Macedonia. He goes through Asia Minor, he goes through uh, Cappadocia, Armenia, Syria, down the eastern edge of the Mediterranean. He conquers Egypt, goes back up to Mesopotamia, Babylon, Persis. Um, he just goes all the way to e, uh, India to the Punjab, and he's just able to conquer thousands of miles, and he does does it in a very short time, and just constant warfare over, you know, just going, going, going. And that's just, I'm not saying all that's good or, or anything, but that's just a reason to study someone who has changed the world through his own efforts. Were they selfish? Sure. But he still also altered this world as we know it. And how how many of us really do that?
0: Well, the question of whether or not he's selfish is is something I want to explore because yeah. <clears throat> whilst I don't think we really, well, you know, obviously he didn't write down why he was doing it. Um, right. Right. like a lot of these guys, like a Caesar, like a Napoleon, you can look at this as, well, he was just a warmongering, power-mad dick, or you can say, well, he had a vision here. And as we'll we'll get into in in this episode, like we did with Caesar, when you understand what happened in the century before Caesar, it's it's easier to understand some of the reasons Caesar may have done the things that he did. Same with Napoleon. If you understand what had been going on, before Napoleon came to power, it's easy to understand why he made the decisions that he made. Same thing, I think, with Alexander. Whilst you know, I, I don't profess to be an expert and I, you know, I, I'm going on this journey uh, yeah. as we do the show, I've been reading, I've read a bit in the past, but I certainly haven't spent the last you know, 10 years studying Alexander. Sure. But my, my take on one of his motivations, possibly, was that he, wa- he did want to unite the world Mm-hmm. as he knew it, right. under under a single uh, f- school of government, uh, uh, a single philosophy, a single idea, to stop all of the internecine warfare that had been going on. I mean, as we'll get into soon, you know, Persia had, had tried to conquer Greece, had conquered some mm-hmm. of the city-states a number of times. Right. The, the Greek city-states had been fighting each other forever. It was a complete plus to fuck this part of the world right. you know they've been at yeah, war yeah, yeah. forever alexander right. may have gone you know what enough's enough and i think he, okay get back to aristotle i actually have a quote from aristotle here somewhere where he basically said you know there is a better way there should be a way right. where we can bring all of the world together build the united nations of the ancient world where mm-hmm. we just stop fighting each other and we you know we have some sort of uh um, magnanimous dictatorship yeah. that, that, that yeah. and, and Alexander was that in many ways as, as we'll cover so his motivation I think may not have been selfish it, it may have been magnanimous uh, uh, well, he may have wanted to build a better world I don't know
1: yeah well if, if I can compare that world vision to um, you know, to someone like uh, Hitler, who literally says, "I want to conquer the world that I know." I certainly want Europe all the way to the Urals or whatever. So at, le- at least Alexander's like, "I want to bring it all together. Let's all be part of the same community." Yes, he's going to be on the top of it, but hey, somebody has to. Whereas Hitler wants to conquer the world. Caesar wanted to put his stamp on the world, and he wanted pretty much everybody who mattered to bow down to Roman. Uh, might and Roman power, and he wanted Rome to bow down to him. So as far as world visions go, I mean, his is certainly more um, nicer, nicer than a lot of the other ones that uh, people who who end up trying to take over the world. So, I think, you, you know,
0: I think Hitler's just misunderstood, man. He just wanted the world to buy his paintings. That's all.
1: <laughs> buy them, or I'll take you over. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's all. Um, but I'm not saying that was Alexander's motivation. I mean, right, in right, some ways, right. I see him just trying to outdo his father. Yes, um, that's
1: my take on this whole whole freaking story. He was going to outdo Daddy everywhere he possibly could. Yeah. And uh, yeah. to make
0: sure, and he succeeded, that, that he is remembered far yeah. more than Daddy was remembered. Because Daddy was yeah. pretty badass in his own way, as we'll talk yes. about. Yes. But, he should have his own series. Yeah, absolutely. But, but the general public doesn't know anything about Philip no. II of Macedon. No. Alexander the Great, everyone knows or has That's heard right. of, but Philip, not yeah. so much. But we'll talk about uh, some of Philip's accomplishments as
1: we go. Yeah. Um, so, we, yeah, I was just going to say um, we we can go in any direction you want. But before we get on to kind of jumping into the meat of it, I was hoping to cut to talk about some of the um, more well-known stories, uh, whether they're real or apocryphal of Alexander, and then if you wanted to go over the geography or whatever, but there's just, there's just some stories that we probably either have heard and don't remember, or if you hear, it, you're going to go, oh wow, that's that's amazing, and you don't know if they're true or not. But if it's okay, I'd like to go over a couple of those.
0: Yeah, well, um, let, right. me, let me give this one yeah. thing on his motivation first, and Please. then you jump into Please. that. Um, I was I've got a thing from Cicero here on um, on the state, his treaties on the state. He tells a story about a petty pirate who'd been captured and brought before Alexander. And Alexander asked him, what drives you to terrorise the seas in your pirate ship, Captain Jack Sparrow? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was his That's name. That's a direct quote. That's yeah. a direct quote. That was direct his quote. name. Yeah. And uh, and Cicero writes that Jack Sparrow replied, sounding very much like Keith Richards. Oh. The same thing that drives you to terrorise the whole world, mate. Uh, and uh, so that's a that's a, yeah, a question that's of his motivation from Cicero uh, yeah. via Jack Sparrow.
1: Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. So was he just a bigger, better, more successful pirate? Who yes, knows? was he? We don't yeah. know. We'll find out yeah. though. We'll, we'll, we'll find, exactly. we're going
0: to make a call on that by the end of this season, man. That's, that's why right. you pay the money, people. Exactly. We can answer you know, a question right. people have been trying to answer for two and a half thousand years. That's we're right. going to answer it in that's two right.
1: years. History history detectives, exactly.
0: So <laughs> our, our, I like that. Ray and Cam, yeah. history
1: detectives. Oh, <laughs> shit, that's a T-shirt, man. That's the name <laughs> of our TV show. There we go. Uh, I, I I love the uh, story of the Gordian Knot. Did, mm. did you get a chance to run across oh, that? Yeah. Hells yeah, man. That's an awesome story. That is how you solve a problem. So somewhere in central Turkey, there was a king named Gordius who I guess he dedicated his cart to the god Zeus, why Zeus would need a cart, I don't know. But but he ties it up, uh, I guess outside a temple or whatever, but the, but the knight is made of cornel bark, if I'm saying that right, which hardens over time. So it was supposedly said that whoever can untie this knot would, would conquer all of Asia. And so when... Alexander goes over. There. He's like, well, I can't pass this up because if I can do this, that's just one more little, you know, psychological thing on, on my side about what I'm trying to, to justify what I'm doing here. So he goes there and he studies this. Knot. I don't know if he studies it for five minutes or for five hours. He's just sitting there looking at it going, yeah, hmm, I don't know. There's no ends. There's nowhere to start. Oh, I got an idea. Takes out a sword, cuts the thing in half, and he yells, I have loosened it. And... I guess that was supposed to justify him being able to, or making sure that he conquers Asia. That's how Alexander solved problems. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, what about Bucephalus? I I just love that, and and I really don't believe that one, but it's such a good story. His 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 father buys a horse for thirteen talents, which is an un godly amount of money to pay for a horse and no one could ride this horse no one can get this ho- horse to calm down and supposedly alexander's 13 years old and everybody else is freaking out trying to jump on the horse is just he's stepping back and he's just staring at the horse he's just studying the horse trying to figure out what's going on and he figures out that the horse is afraid of his own shadow every time he sees this shadow he jumps So he asks his father, Philip II of Macedon, can he have a a go? And Philip is like, uh, no, you'll get killed, and you're my heir, and that's bad, so just stay over there. But he he lets him do it, and he turns the horse into the sun so he cannot see his shadow, calms him down, and is able to ride him or whatever you want to call it. But it was just amazing. You know, who knows if that's true or not, but supposedly um, Philip said something about, you know, you've got a lot of ambition and we're going to have to find something bigger than Greece, for you to satisfy your aims and your ambition so again it's probably apocryphal but it's just a nice nice story to kind of give you an idea of what the, the kind of kid alexander was like and how long did he ride that horse for ray uh a long time almost to the rest of his life the rest of his life the rest of his Alexander's life.
0: life that is i think yeah yeah I'm,
1: I'm i'm not trying to give too much away but yeah i know he's there's a moment at the end when things don't go well and I, and i really like horses so that made me really sad but uh, yeah so but yeah he has that horse for the rest of his life
0: and he was black and do you know what bucephalus means no please tell me means ox head really which is why i often refer to you as bucephalus <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey bucephalus um <laughs> Apparently, they think uh, might have been he had a uh, might have been named for a shape of the white blaze on his muzzle. Ah, but he was a Thessalian gotcha. stallion, Bucephalus. Yeah, cool name. I've always nice. liked Bucephalus. Yeah, who name. else
1: named their horse Bucephalus? I, uh, I don't know. The Lone Ranger. Caesar. C- well, possibly. Oh, Caesar named but, his horse Bucephalus. Caesar. Yes, when he when he was young and he wasn't supposed to have one because he was the. Uh, Oh my God! The um Flamin Dialis—he wasn't supposed to touch iron or have a horse or something like that—and he had one, and he named it the same name. Eventually, he had to, he had to hide it, uh, and eventually, he was able to have it after he started breaking all the rules. But he had one as a, as a young teenager and I named it. You said I don't
0: think we told that story on the show. Why didn't we tell that story?
1: I—it's just coming to my brain. Uh, oh, oh, I had someone. Yeah. Now go, man. I had someone email me, uh, but they didn't send it to the um, to the Alexander email. They sent it to my personal, and they said, "How is it possible that Alexander was out of his country for a tw- almost twelve years, and no one tried to usurp the throne?" And I'm like, "That's a good point." So I started looking. I started looking around. Do you want to tell that story?
0: No, you go ahead. I don't know okay. the answer to the question.
1: Okay. So, so before he goes off to Asia, there's a rumor that, um, that, he, that he died. You know, he, he is the king. He's a very young king. But there was a rumor going around that he died. And Thebes, the city of Thebes, hears this, and they rise up. And Alexander needs everything calm because he, he he basically knows he's going to Asia. So he takes an army to Thebes and he gets the 30,000 inhabitants of the city and he either kills them all or sells them into slavery and then he has the city destroyed to the ground. Well, so, that's motivation so he, not to... That is, so for the, for the, he's gone for 12 years. Everybody else is like, nope, mm, nope, not going to do it. You look at Thebes, look what, you know. And then he literally did that to, you know, you, you I guess you torture one to terrify 10,000. And after that, no one was able to, uh, no one was willing to, uh, you know, test him, if you will.
0: And that and that brings up another great point, the fact that he left Macedon at age 20 and never returned, basically. Right.
1: He like, doesn't make it back home, yeah. Yeah,
0: like most yeah. military commanders. I mean, okay, Caesar was in Gaul for eight or nine years, but because, you know, he was the governor of Gaul, but he eventually went back to Rome. Napoleon would go and fight battles and and come back to France, but uh, not Alexander. He was like,
1: no. Nah, yeah, I wonder what's uh, over. What's I'm, wonder what's over there? World tour. Yeah, I'm
0: on a world tour. Yeah, and and maybe because he uh, wanted to conquer the whole world. He literally yeah. wanted to conquer the whole world, and he was going. Okay, well we're going to get to the ocean. We're going to get to. We're going to get to the end of the world here, and and yeah. and, and and um, you know. Late. he's gonna wanted to he was like the dog that wanted to pee on every lamppost in the world, man. He
1: had a goal. Now I read somewhere that he thought that at the on the other side of India is where the continent ended and yeah. he was just gonna he was gonna go that far, so he kept pushing his men and pushing his men. Uh, so that was his plan, but as we know, it didn't work out. Can I can I give you one more story about yeah. Alexander? He he either had the it depends on how you look at it, he either had the best or the worst death scene in history. So I'm, I'm not going to give away uh, too much cuz I don't want to ruin it for some people who don't know the story but he's lying on his deathbed his wife Roxanne is next to him and she's pregnant with child so he doesn't have an heir yet so all around Roxanne are his generals and uh, Roxanne, they're all yeah. like <laughs> they're, they're probably singing to that on song. Your is that what he was singing? That's why it was really uh, bad. Well, he was dying. They were probably singing it anyway. So, um, so they're all asking Alexander, Exa, who who do you want to to uh, to succeed you? Since obviously your your fetus cannot, and and instead of answering them directly, he just goes to the best, which is how you start a civil war because that's what happens after uh, Alexander dies for for three decades. as a civil war as these generals try to determine who's the best, and I think Alexander was probably okay with that.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say when I die too. <laughs> we should podcast with Ray from now on.
1: Do the best.
0: Oh my God! See what happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that
1: was my that was my stories.
0: It's a good story. I got more stories, man. Um, was yep. he Greek or was he Slav?
1: Ooh. Well, as far as culture goes, he was Greek. But yeah, they were they were thinking that uh, the Macedonians might have come down. You know, and not originally been Greek like the Greeks to the south of them, that they might have been part Slav. But as far as culture, as far as language and all that stuff, they get to be called Greeks.
0: Well, according to what? the government of the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. he's a
0: Slav. But in 2009, I had several hundred academics wrote a letter to President Barry Obama asking him to rule on it because he is the, ru- the <laughs> ruler of the free world. Right. Um, (laughs) Asking asking him to thoroughly and indisputably declare that Alexander was Greek, and asking him to clean up the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia's historical errors. Why the hell would you send that to Obama? What's he got to do with it? He's a little busy right now. Thank you. He's Kenyan. He's not Greek. We all know that. Shout shout out to our crazy ass Fox Republican
1: listeners.
0: (laughs) They're gonna pump the fist in the air with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: here's here's what I was able to find out about that when when there were um, discussions when there were um, um, ambassadors between like uh, um, Athens and uh, Macedonia. No interpreters were needed when they went to a. Lyria, or they went to Persia or wherever else Inter- uh, interpreters were needed. So they were speaking the same language. And so as far as all intents and purposes go, not as far as bloodlines or whatever, they were Greek.
0: Yeah. And, and we'll, uh, we'll get to the story, <clears throat> I guess. Later I'm not trying on. to
1: start a fight with anybody. All you people, all mm-hmm. diehard fans out there. I'm not trying to start a fight, Yeah. But that's what it comes down to is.
0: Herodotus, yeah. who was the Greek historian, who uh, went to Macedonia about a hundred years before Alexander, Alexander's mm. birth recorded the stories that the Macedonians were saying at the time about the founding of Macedon. By the way, if you wonder why sometimes we say Macedon, sometimes we say Macedonia, they're pretty much interchangeable, I believe. Right.
2: Um,
0: That he had recorded that they claimed lineage from some Greeks from Argos. So and we'll we'll talk about that uh, in a minute when we get into the history of Macedonia, I guess. So um, Mm -hmm. the other thing I want to point out in terms of his motivation uh, is that – Alexander was kind of a little bit obsessive, like some people are with this podcast. Um, right? Uh, well, well, not this one. We just started with yeah. the Caesar podcast. They were obsessive. He was obsessive about Homer's Iliad and yes. comparing himself to Achilles. Um, yeah. For people who don't know Homer's Iliad, because they did not get no education from no goddamn books, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the oldest work I think in uh, the the mm. Canon of human literature. Um, yeah. Great, ma- marvelous story. You should definitely read it. Uh, the story of the the Greeks going to Troy to, to mm-hmm. get back some hot babe that the Trojans it's an had awesome stolen. Story. Achilles is yeah. the superhero. Looked apparently a lot like uh, Brad Pitt. A lot.
1: A lot of, yes, exactly. Um, was it Brad Pitt? Or no, was he, uh, yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah, it was Brad Pitt. Brad yeah,
0: Pitt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,. Now, uh, awesome when he went to the site where Achilles was supposedly buried, he has mm-hmm. supposedly taken Achilles' yeah. shield, which was just lying around. You know, <laughs> he was buried with the shield. No one had bothered to take it before. Alexander was like, I'll, I'll have that. I'll that. I'm the new Achilles. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And he went into battle with the shield of Achilles. Nice. Man, like, that's awesome. So uh, just in terms of timeline, right? Yeah. We haven't talked about the timeline. So uh, for people who are going, when did he live? Like, was 1920? sorry. Uh, Yeah. Born in 356 BCE. Right. Dies 323 BCE. So that's what we're Uh talking about, folks. We're talking about sort of mid to late 4th century BCE.
1: So he dies just before his 33rd birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Anyway.
0: Which, by the way, how old was Jesus when he died, supposedly?
1: 33?
0: Yeah. See? You See? Well, you see, right? A,
1: I can't do the
0: conspiracy.
1: <laughs> anyway, if I, if I could add on to the um to the Achilles shield, what most people don't know after that is um is uh, Indiana Jones felt offended that he'd stolen from a museum and chased Alexander down, never quite catching up to him because he was dealing with the Nazis, but that's that's a difference. Yeah, that's
0: story. that's that's going to yeah. be the next Indiana Jones <laughs> 6.
1: He gets a time machine and yeah. he goes back and he gets that back from Alexander. Awesome.
0: All right. Yeah. Are we ready to move on to the next section of the show since we've spent 45 Shh. minutes handling what I thought would take 10?
1: Yeah. Do you want to do um, geography? What do you want to do? I want to talk about the sources. Yes, please.
0: Okay. Um, so it's a fair question when you get to start doing history like this. Is <clears throat> How much do we know about this guy? How do we know it? Where do we know it? People who've listened to the seizure show before will know that I'm I'm kind of anal about sources. Because speaking of doing it Greek style, um, and <coughs> and because uh, 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 sources are important when you're looking yes. at history. Is are these just myths that were made right. up, like Christianity, or is this? Can you actually tie this back to some kind of verifiable historical record? So, uh, uh, let me let me go through the sources as I understand They break down into three basic categories. Word. They're known as the good, the Vulgate. Now, Vulgate means popular, not vulgar. Aha. The good, the Vulgate, and the Oriental. Now, the good uh, break down themselves into a couple of categories. We have the primary, the secondary, and the tertiary. Stay with me. I know people have gone to sleep already. Wake up! (laughs) (laughs) It's not boring.
2: It's a trap! Admiral, we have enemy ships in sector 47. It's a trap!
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, the primary sources. So, primary sources obviously are people that were there. They right. were they were eyewitnesses, they were contemporaries, they saw right. it happen, or they were around when it happened, so they knew yeah. for a fact that this guy was doing stuff. There were a bunch of primary sources for Alexander that don't exist anymore. They've they've disappeared, right. long disappeared. The burning of the Library of Alexandria and, and catastrophes like that probably wiped them out. But they were yeah. as follows: Callisthenes of Olympus. He was a Greek historian and a nephew of Aristotle, and he was Alexander's official biographer. Mm-hmm. He wow. went with him for a while anyway. He wrote something called The Deeds of Alexander. Right. Eventually, though, he fell out of favor with Alexander and either died in prison
1: or was crucified. Damn. Damn. Um, you don't piss off a king. You do not piss off a king.
0: And he, was, he fell out of favor because of Alexander's adoption of the Persian practice of proskinesis which is proskinesis thank you for asking Graham I'm glad you yeah, asked yeah. proskinesis this is, is uh, Persian custom that when a Persian this is, this is actually how Calisthenes um, wrote about it when mm-hmm. the Persians meet one another in the roads you can see whether those who meet are of equal rank for instead right. of greeting by words they kiss each other on the mouth wow but if one Sorry. of them is inferior to the other they kiss, they kiss one what? another on the cheeks he doesn't okay. say which cheeks. No, no. But they're, but they're Persians, not Greeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if one is of much less noble rank than the oh other. Oh my god. He, f- yeah. <laughs> he falls
2: Kisses.
0: he oh. falls down before him. Wow. Okay. And worships him. I know where you thought that was going, but that's yeah. that's not Sorry. where it was going. So he worships no. him. So they would get down and bow and do the I'm not worthy, we're not worthy, you know, <laughs> Wainsworth right.
1: thing. That's right.
0: That was proskinesis and the kissing. Now, the the Greeks were hugely offended by this. From a yeah. Greek perspective, you only bowed down before gods. And when the Persians started to do that to Alexander, and Alexander went, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'm good if, with that. If this is your custom, I'm, and he was big on this, all I'm not right. going to interfere with your customs, and we'll get to that oh. later in the story. But the Greeks were hugely offended because they thought that Alexander was trying to make himself into a god. And anyway, so uh, Callisthenes said, "Yeah, I'm not sure about that, Alexander. Whack up yeah. on the cross, you're gone, mate. Ooh.
1: You're gone, mate." Up up until that point, he was he was um you can tell he's a primary source. Actually, got some of the blood on him. He was following Alexander that close. Whoa. But now it's his own blood all over the place. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Callisthenes uh, did write this book. Some of l- the later sources that we have use oh, yeah. that book as a reference. They they had that book. Mm-hmm. So so there's a timeline here. So anyway, that was Callisthenes. Also, there was Ptolemy that we've mentioned a few times. One of right. the Tadeki, is that how I pronounced it? Uh, let me go back to my pronunciation of that. So I'm going to you know, say maybe. Uh, uh, Tidoki. Tidoki. Mm, um, mm-hmm. One of the guys that split up the empire, founded, uh, you know, they became one of the pharaohs of Egypt. Is One of his ancestors, uh, no, one of his descendants <laughs> was Cleopatra, who we're going to get to in the
1: Caesar show uh, in about 10 he- episodes. And he, that's right. And he won. He won the contest of what to do with Alexander's body. That's right. Now yeah.
0: Ptolemy was born in three sixty seven. Was a friend of Alexander's in his youth. May have even studied under Aristotle himself when that's... he was uh, brought in. Was never one of Alexander's main commanders, but was one of his closest friends and bodyguards, uh, wow. which which was something special. He was like an adjutant. He was he was very yeah. very. He was in a circle, right. He yeah. wrote his own memoirs later in life of Alexander's campaigns, um, which again we don't have, but Damn. we but but Arian, who we do have, used mm-hmm. them as his source later on when he wrote his Anabasis. Right. So yeah. two that's two primary sources that we know of in history. The third, Aristobulus. He was one of probably one of the friends of Alexander's father, Philip. He went right. on campaigns with Alexander. He's never mentioned as a participant in the fight, so he was probably they think too old. Yeah. Well, no, that yeah maybe yeah. old, but they think he was probably as some sort of a military engineer. I think there's ah. a record of um, Alexander asking him to fix up a tomb, which we'll get to later on, of somebody right. somebody else's tomb that was destroyed. I think a Persian tomb, Cyrus or Darius or one of these guys. Um, uh, he published his memoirs of the Persian campaign at the age of eighty four. Wow. Uh, again, that's lost to history, but Arian used that used as it, yeah. a source. The fourth primary source, ladies and gentlemen, Um He was a pupil of the famous philosopher Diogenes of Snope, um, who famously, uh, I think he was a Stoic when Alexander met with Diogenes in Corinth. And this was in the, the, the terrible film, um, <laughs> that uh, Ollie Stone made and I think Diogenes was played by uh, my mate Anthony Hopkins uh, nice I actually met Sir Anthony Hopkins once long story cool. um, but you know everyone I ever meet that's famous I say they're my mate from that point on that's right uh, you know he's, he's, he's li- Diogenes is lying in Corinth, sunbaking, getting a suntan. Alexander comes up and goes, uh, "I've heard you're a very wise man. Is there anything I can do for you?" Diogenes says, "Yeah, you can get out of the way of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, get out of my way.
1: It's not that wise.
0: Stop blocking the sun. <laughs> Dick. No, but that was it. That's all he cared about. He was, you know, famous. He mm-hmm. he lived very simply. Lived in the street. Right. Cared nothing for material uh, Just possessions. His Just a tan. Wanted to look cool, wow. man. Bitching. Right. Get that yeah. chocolate going on."
1: An 84-year-old tan man. Yeah, and that's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so, anyway, getting back to Onesacritus, he was a student of Diogenes. Um, he translates a conversation between Alexander and some Indian sages at Tuxilla. Wow. Um, uh, he comes back. He publishes a book about how Alexander was educated. Again, primary source, but was lost.
1: Right. Um. That's too bad. Our That's
0: fifth really, too- and final primary source that we know of, Nearchus. Mm-hmm. Nearchus was born on Crete, grew up in Macedonia, was a friend of the Crown Prince Alexander. Um, mm-hmm. Ended up as an admirable, uh, admirable, no, an admiral, <laughs> an admirable admiral. Adm- he was yeah. an admirable admiral. Say that ten <laughs> times fast. Record right. it. Say, drink each time in between each one. Well, no, I was gonna say if you could say that ten times fast and record it and send it to us, you get a coffee mug. All right? There you go. Hey, there you go. Admirable. Admiral, uh, and make a song out of it, like a uh, modern major general kind of thing, for extra points. Um, he was an admiral of the Macedonian Navy. He retired, wrote a book called *Indica* that was about uh, Alexander's uh, campaign to India. Again, lost, but Arrian again used it as a source. So, we nice. have we have a historical record that there were at least five primary sources. We also have, you know, there are coins and other stuff with his image on them dating back from that era. So, yeah. He's not a myth. And people who say, well, there's no evidence that Alexander the Great lived, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Now, common bullshit, yeah. Secondary sources, people who had the primary sources and, and, you know, based their own work from them. We have Plutarch of Chironia, Chironia, sorry. Plutarch of Chironia. We, we know of Plutarch, of course, from The Caesar Show. Plutarch, mm-hmm. one of the most influential uh, ancient philosophers. Uh, he wrote a book, but it was a Vulgate book, popular book, where he compared the life of Alexander to the life of Julius Caesar. Short uh-huh. stories talking about their virtues and their vices and that kind of stuff.
1: Th- that had to be a bestseller. It had to be. Oh,
0: kick ass, man. That was yeah, kick yeah, ass. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Just good marketing right there.
0: Clitarchus, our second secondary source, again, Vulgate um he lived in alexandria was the son of a historian uh, who wrote a, a persian history which is also now lost uh, we know that clitarchus wrote a history of alexander that was very influential book was finished between 310 and uh, 300 bce so you know so yeah. th- th- when did he die 323 so you know within sort of a bit over a decade yeah. of alexander dying he wrote his history um Not bad. yeah and um uh we think he oh. might have based that on Callisthenes' work. Um right. anyway, we don't have that either. Right. So, they are the two secondary sources that we know of both vulgar stories. Now the tertiary sources and this is what we have. Mm. Diodorus yeah. of Sicily. We've mentioned him before on the Caesar show. Yes. I think particularly uh, recounting some details of Caesar's campaign to Britannia. Um, Diodorus wrote one of the great books in history. If you've never heard of this, you should check it out. It's called The Library of World History. I think it's like, uh, it uh, how many books? It was like 30 books, 40 books. There was wow. 40 books that he wrote. Good. I Great book. Covering, I think it starts at the Trojan Wars and supposedly went right up to Caesar's invasion of Gaul. But we don't have the last book, so we're not exactly sure where it finished. But we do have... And some of the books are missing, I think. um, uh, 1 to 5 and 11 to 20 survive completely. And then the others we know of from excerpts and, and other stuff, Byzantine books... Right. Fortunately, 11 to 20 covers Philip and Alexander. Nice. Yeah, handy, nice. very handy. Um, yeah. So Diodorus lived, uh, was active, anyway, somewhere between sort of 65 BCE and 30 BCE, so a long time after Alexander. But he, we, he's, his source, historians believe, on Alexander was Clytarchus. Okay? Now, Clytarchus, we said, was Vulgate right. before, so he was telling like popular stories, um, yeah. You know, although he might have been basing his work on Callisthenes, who was a first-hand eyewitness. So Diodorus, good, interesting, fun read, but not considered the source. The, yeah, a good beach a beach read, a, a beach, beach read. read, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second of our tertiary sources, and the one that is considered, I believe, to be the place to go, is Arian of Nicomedia. Um, mm-hmm. Nicomedia, Greek town in the Roman Empire, born around about 87 CE, became a senator, a governor, and a consul in his lifetime, wrote a shitload of books. Uh, the <laughs> That's one that, the only
1: way to describe it. Yeah.
0: The one that we are concerned with is the Anabasis, which means journey up country. It's the most important source on the reign of Alexander from a historical right. perspective. He based his histories on Ptolemy and Aristobulus, who are eyewitnesses. So Arian is, is the key yeah. guy here. There is a third tertiary history that we have, Curtius, Curtius Rufus, or Quintus right. Curtius Rufus. Um, he was a Roman writer, wrote the history of Alexander the Great of Macedonia. Um, only Roman work on Alexander that survived. He was probably a military commander under the Emperor Tiberius.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and between thirty-one and forty-one CE, wrote his history of Alexandria, which he published under the emperor Claudius. Right. Um, I love and uh, he was a consul in forty-three. Died as governor of Africa. Originally, his history of Alexander consisted of ten books, um, and it was very popular right. in the Middle Ages. But the first two books are now missing. But we have Curtius, mm. um, right. which was very courteous of him. Curtius, right. I think it's pronounced.
1: Well, I think, I think is it Ari- Arius? Was that the name? Arian. 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 I, th- I think out of all of them, he should get a coffee mug.
0: Yes. Arian, yeah. if you're listening to this, yeah. for <laughs> your efforts, send us an email at email at life. That's our new email address okay. for this show, folks. Ship
1: it. Next day, ship out. Boom. Yeah.
0: Now, yeah. we also have the oriental sources that I want to mention. These are equally yeah. important in terms of figuring out the historicity of Alexander, we have the astronomical diary. The astronomical diary was a, um, a Babylonian book kept in Esagila. Um, it was sort of the, the temple of the supreme god Marduk of the Babylonians. Contained a day by day account yeah. of celestial phenomena, but also mentions other events like the level yeah. of the Euphrates, meteorological phenomena, food prices. And political oh, events cool. that are going on, and they mention Alexandria, Alexandria, Alexander. <laughs> they they talk about the prices, the yeah. prices of commodities when Alexander's army was in Babylonia. Oh, that
1: that'd be cool. You really get a snapshot. Of, yeah, that, that's really cool. I like that kind of stuff.
0: They also mention the Battle of Gogomela, his most famous battle fought in three thirty one. So it's like a it's like a you know I don't know what would you call it? like a, a, a diary that goes, oh yeah, Alexander came by today,
1: uh, had grey hair.
0: Awesome.
1: (laughs) Prices went up, prices went down, hair was perfect.
0: Had a habit of getting in people's sun when they were trying to get a tan, pissed everyone (laughs) off. Son of a bitch. We also have the Zoroastrian texts, um, the followers of
2: Zarathustra.
0: (laughs) That's also Sprach Zarathustra. For gotcha. classical music of fans or fans of uh, Kubrick's 2001. Um, the cool. Zoroastrians tell stories about... Uh, oh, Zorro, uh, sorry, Zorro, Zoroastrianism was a uh, Persian a religion. Mm. Still is, still around. Not very big, still around. Yeah. Um, like they, the Druids. They told stories about Alexander coming in and killing the Iranian priests and ordering the holy book uh, of Zoroastrianism, the Avesta, to be burned. Oh, um, so there you go. So there's there's some yeah. mention of that in the historical record. So that's the historical record yeah. of Alexander for those. He was a
1: real person. Yeah,
0: exactly. Everyone who fell asleep during that. Sorry. Right. Wake, wake up. Wake up now. Boy, ha-
1: <laughs> You have to listen to Caesar to get that.
0: Okay, now my next points were uh I was going to talk about sort of ancient Greece. But did you have something you wanted to I've been blabbing on for a while now. You want to talk about yeah.
1: something? Okay, I to. Just I I just find it interesting because th- like I said we're we're taking this journey with the, with the listeners all together. I just find it interesting um that like you were saying earlier, that Philip gives absolutely no credit was that, I mean, you, you certainly know that out of you figure out that Alexander wanted to outshine his father. There was some huge daddy-son issues going on there, and Alexander didn't like his father. He really was close to his mother, Olympias, who um, helps um, Alexander when he becomes king by killing Philip's new wife's, uh, last wife's infant. I mean, so anyway, so this Alexander's really close to his mother, not really crazy about the father. This is just his contest. But it's just amazing how Philip, when he became king, was the perfect person to become king at that time because Macedonia was a, a backwater, third-rate power, getting his ass kicked by everybody. And within just within years, he builds it up into a superpower, starts the invasion of Asia, dies, is, is assassinated. And Alexander, who may not have had these skills needed to— um, Build up to um, to uh, to help uh, Macedonia rise up like Philip did, but he, but he, it was already done for him, so he's able to use his skill set, which is this amazing general. And you just have to wonder sometimes: could Alexander have could could he have brought up Macedonia, and could have Philip br- taken the army and and moved east? You just wonder if their their roles were reversed, what the history would have been like, where they had both been as successful as the other one was. I just find it really amazing. One builds an empire, the other one uses it effectively. But the first guy who gets no credit whatsoever—I I just find that fascinating.
0: I agree, man. I think it's—I think it's absolutely yeah. um, undeniable that probably yeah. without Philip there would have been no Alexander. And yeah. uh, when one of Alexander's generals said that to him uh, over a Mm-mm. dinner party one night, Alexander right. leapt up and rammed him through with a spear. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it was it's obviously a, a, a touchy point for Alexander. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Ray. We, we, we're over an hour and, oh God. um, I've got things to do. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I think we kind of need to leave it there for today, for the first episode. I think that's where we need to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if we get into ancient Greece and the rise of Macedon, Oh my God. Backwater, that's, that's another hour. I'm Easy. really looking forward to that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just, I, I just want to end with one really quick story. Um, you Alexander gets nearly killed about 3,007 times uh, in the next 12 years when he gets to Asia. And um, one of his, uh, Clytus, I think it was a gentleman named Clytus, who saves him more than once. Who will be referring
0: to as clitoris, by the way. Clitor- no, for, no. Yeah, for, for the rest of this show, <laughs> oh, Clytus okay. will be referred to as clitoris. I just so want to make that
1: General the Big C um, saves him. He literally, this man's about to take off Alexander's head and, and – um, General C comes up and just literally cuts the man's arm off at the last second, saving Alexander. Not too long after that, they both—they all drank a lot. Uh, Alexander ends up killing this guy at a dinner party because they're both really drunk. So, just—you never know what's going on that's right yes and and yes. Philip almost killed Alexander but he he literally yeah. tripped and fell on his way over to killing his son at a dinner at, at his at his wedding at one of his wedding feasts because he was married seven times but anyway bunch of alcoholics with swords this story is just getting started well um, a couple
0: of things before we go folks so yeah. if yeah. if you liked this first episode and you want to hear the rest of the series which is gonna go for as we said like probably a couple of years yeah. With weekly episodes, um, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you the the basic level of sponsorship is five bucks a month, b- right. a Buck twenty five an episode. What do you call it in the U.S.? A buck and a quarter, buck a quarter. Yeah. Is that yeah. What you say, how yeah. you say it over there? Yeah. yeah. Buck, yeah. Qu- buck a quarter. Um, uh, and it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be huge. It's going to be it's going yeah. to be it's going to change
1: your life. Quite frankly, it's going yeah, to change will. your life. There will and be catchphrases that you will use for the rest of your life by the time we're done. Yeah, there'll be T-shirts, there'll be coffee mugs, there'll be, there'll be posters. Right. If but you haven't so listened it's...
0: to our other shows, like Caesar has, there's, I mean, I don't know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of listeners. Yes. Same with please World please War Two. Up. Same with Napoleon. Yeah. Um, trust us, we know what we're doing. We'll yeah. be gentle. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll lube you up before we hurt That's you. Right. Really?
1: Not true at all. We're gonna. Never mind. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Ram it in. Um, <laughs> now. <laughs> Listeners of The Caesar Show will know that we've done this thing for a long time where if you go up into iTunes and you write a really good, clever, funny uh, review, we will send you a coffee mug. We're going to do the same thing with Mm -hmm. Alexander. Now, here's the thing, though. There's only going to be one episode in iTunes. That's this one, the first one. The rest of the episodes iTunes won't be able to see because they'll be hidden by the subscription paywall. But that doesn't right. mean you can't go and leave reviews, yeah. and we yeah, want you to do it. that because people who stumble across this for the first time will will decide whether or not to listen to the show based on how many and how positive the reviews are. So please help us out. Right. So um, yes, it should be up in iTunes by now. I, I submitted it to iTunes yesterday. Um, so go up to iTunes, look for the Life of Alexander, um, and write us a positive review uh make it clever make it funny we will Mm -hmm. read out the best of the reviews on the next show and and pick a winner and you'll get a free coffee mug which we haven't designed yet but ray's working hard on
1: it. i'm working working hard that's right working hard our coffee mugs tend to have a
0: funny saying plus Mm -hmm. some nice art yes yes they're
1: witty witty they they are witty thank you you. yes um we'll happily
0: send those out yep And if you are listening to this via iTunes and you want to subscribe, go to Mm alexanderthegreat.life. You can
1: find all the information right
0: there. Yeah, it's it's going to take you one minute. Click a couple of buttons. Boom. Yes. And uh, if you want to email us, it's email at alexanderthegreat.life. Right. Thank you to, oh, I've got to read out our existing subscribers before we go. Yeah.
1: And I just want to say real quick, I mean, this is really a huge experiment that Cameron and I are doing. If you could, um, if you really like the intro- the uh, subject and if you could support us, we'd really appreciate it. Because if we can make this work, this is like the test case. If we can make this work, we plan on doing a lot of podcasts in the future, different subjects, um, broader themes, different parts, parts of history. So if you can support us now, it will make a huge difference uh, for the rest of our working lives. And we just want to bring you a lot of different topics. We just need your help.
0: Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, so, listen, these are the people that have already, even before the first episode has come <laughs> out, even before it's been recorded, have signed up for the show. And I want to give a nice. shout-out. I want to give a shout-out in particular to Kirsty mm-hmm. Hewitt because Kirsty right. signed up before we even announced the show yeah. and published She's, the website. She stumbled across it. She Sherlocked her way yeah, that's right. to the new website and signed up. Like... <laughs> How wow. awesome is Kirsty mm-hmm. Hewitt? yes. Um, so, uh, the, the Pizzettery,
1: did I say that right? Pizzettery, so now you got me. Yeah,
0: Pizzettery, I've got it. The Pizzettery, yeah, our base level, five bucks a month. These That's are right. the people that I have currently signed up Kirsty Hewitt, Mark Cecil, Sesel, Sorry, Mark, my god. Sorry. Um, Brendan Clifford, Quentin Weber, James Bunch, Masayuki Onishi, Eric Burke, Patricia Boson, Jed Sanders, Jonathan Myers, Sukapista, James Taylor, Lorna Crosby, Gary Hughes, Melvin Penman, David Ryland. Uh, is that David or Dave If, by the way, David? <laughs> In joke there. James Hingley, Joseph Zagari, Jamie Bennett, Vince Mulholland, Michael Webb, Renee Nordean, Pieter Utschutzen, Sorry, mm-hmm. Pete, I know I screwed that up. Yeah. Keith DeFabio is fabulous. <laughs> the Sapath, I think. Sorry, guys, I don't know. Daniel no. Jones, Angelica Tilsha, Heather Lamb, Samuel Harris, Ryan McPollin, Aaron W., Steve Dunnington, Simon Connell, Darren Bostock, Stephen Kefora, Timothy Burlingham, Stephen Hudak, Mike Mellor, <laughs> Timothy Graham, Dan Morris, Sarah Ellis, Odd Knacklin, Donna Stevens, Keith Maddox, Chris Madden, Clive Patterson, Richard Booth, Michael Burst, Mark Farr Jones, Andrew Geelan, Bill Kale, Carl Armstrong, Heather Hatfield, Sigurd Melgard, and Ben Russet. They're the Pizzettery. And a partridge and a
2: pe- oh, That have sorry, signed don't...
0: up already. And the Atterri, Rob Irwin. Thank you, Rob, for mm-hmm. being our first yeah. uh yes. By the way, check out Rob's podcast. Uh, God damn, what's it called now? He changed the <sighs> name of it. It's the. Something to do with Doctor Who and Star Wars. Sorry, Rob. is that Robin Bowl? No, this is Rob Irwin, mate. Aussie, Sydney oh, podcaster. Does a great podcast about Star Wars and Doctor Who, but I can't remember nice. the name of it. Um, just look up Rob Irwin, Doctor Who, Star Wars, if you're into that, and you'll find Rob's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Matthew yeah. Ward, Schwein, Scherstad. Um, James Jeffrey what about Svein's uh, Svein said this, this email, talking about being a mechanic yes. with a bull bar mustache That's he's right. also a, plays guitar heavy and sings guy. in a heavy metal yeah. band yeah. sent him
1: a coffee mug he
0: said he's sort of uh, working in the, the, the workshop as a mechanic covered in grease and shit right. listening to our podcast laughing his ass off That's giggling right. like a little girl I think he said <laughs> while all the rest of the, these brutal mechanics are looking at him <laughs> <laughs> James Jeffries, Brian Decker, Hannah Stoll, Chris Cackras, Michael Millady, Kia Cabal, Lloyd Watt, and Brendan Clark. They're our edery. Thank you. And the Teodoki, uh, Joffrey Horta Antonio, uh, is our composer, is our first because he contributed right. his song. Yes. David Sebastian, you. Mark Scott, Christopher Scrace, uh, uh, Joe Kelly, Vicky Ficklin. Uh, Michael Svensson and Alfred Cole. And the thing I want to point out about the the eddery, sorry, and the Tiadoki, is they don't get anything extra for paying extra yeah. money right now. We haven't cooked up anything. Still working out. We'll work it out. They're just yeah. doing it because they can and because they're good people. I mean, they're all yes. good people, but they're just people who are, you yeah. know what, we're going to throw them a few extra bucks. Because you know what, Ray and Cam have put thousands of hours into producing free entertainment for Literally, us over the yeah. years and we want to yes. do something nice. So thank you. We appreciate so much. that. By the way, I worked out the other day, back of the envelope, that I reckon it takes us what did I say, Ray? How many hours to produce a show? I um I think all up it's about 35 to 40. Yeah, hours 35. Yep. Yep. To yep. produce a single episode between the two of us, folks. So that's research, recording, editing publishing yeah. artwork website updates yeah. server maintenance answering emails. emails coffee modes, yeah yeah designing stuff sending it out yeah. now we do four episodes a month so that's like 140 120 to 160 hours plus yeah. we do the Caesar show another 160 hours plus Ray does yeah. World War 2 we're spending yeah. hundreds of hours a month if we love our wives. It's not like we want to be away from them. Yeah, we got hot yep. wives, man. That's right. Bitching hot wives. <laughs> We've got kids. we got jobs. We've got things to do. We spend exactly. hundreds of hours. Uh, to keep going, we need to be able to build a business model around it. So just need your help. Thank you, folks, for supporting yeah. us. Uh, you're the best. Is that it? That was good. I- I'm going to finish then with uh, this quote. This is from Shakespeare, ladies and gentlemen. Hamlet. (laughs) Alexander died. Alexander was buried. Alexander returneth to dust. The dust is earth, of earth we make loam. And why of that loam whereto he was converted might they not stop a beer barrel? Imperious Caesar, dead and turned to clay, might stop a hole to keep the wind away. Oh, that the earth which kept the world in awe should patch a wall to expel the winter's floor. But soft but softer while. Theme track for the life of Alexander podcast is provided by
2: Joffre Horta Antoniu.
0: Check him out at jofrehorta.com. j o f r e h o r t a.com.